I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the last episode of Season 1 of Books and booze where the lushes uh interview indie authors and have them read a little bit from their work uh, i'm going to pass it off to dawn so that she can introduce this week's author hey everyone welcome back for our last episode for this season and i want to introduce jennifer saviano and her novel and that tell us a little bit about yourself first where are you from um how long you've been writing. Um, if you want to give me your social security number, I would be totally cool with that too. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, I'm from New York, Long Island specifically. Um, I've written, it's been my escape probably my entire life. So I've, I've always enjoyed writing. Um, I moved down to North Carolina in 2008, finally published my first book during uh, the lockdown. And uh, yeah, just been writing ever since, trying to get these books out. Nice. Therapeutic. <laughs> and what is the novel that you're going to be reading today? Um, it's Savior, book one. It's an MC series. Oh, Motorcycle. Yes, we love yes. Motorcycle Clubs. I didn't realize this whole motorcycle thing was so big that it needed like MC, you know, <laughs> yeah. genre. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I didn't, I didn't know. It's its own trope. It's <laughs> yeah. Amazon really needs to add a section for MC because there's a there's a lot. <laughs> there is. There's a lot. Like Mafia has their own. Why doesn't MC exactly? I yes, I agree. <laughs> it's just as big. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that book, like the premise of it? Sure. Um, Savior is about a group of bikers. Their mission is to rescue women and children from domestic violence situations. Um, the story starts with the main character, Dean. He's kind of at rock bottom in his life, having just, you know, lost his marriage, about to be kicked out of his MC. Like, he's just really going through it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, the female main character, Vanna, she is just getting out of a domestic violence situation herself. And she ends up meeting Dean through some unique circumstances. 
Um, if you want me to get into that, I will. If that's considered spoilers, I won't. I don't know how you guys do <laughs> on your you show with that. Whatever you feel comfortable yeah, whatever with. you want to give away. That, <laughs> well, yeah. Vana, which Author's makes my choice. story kind of um, unique to the genre, she's a witch, but it's not paranormal. She, like, I'm a witch in real life. So is Vana. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the That's reader kind of gets to decide, like, is this magic or is this just coincidence? So the things that happen could go either way throughout the entire story. Nice. Oh, that's like an, a nice, like, additional layer. Oh, there's there's so lots of layers. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Lives. I had a lot of fun writing this. Feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. All right, Sonia, you want to give the drink words for today? Yes, I have. Correct me if I if they're wrong, um, but I got them for the email. So Viper, Axel, Viking, Cherry, MC. Yes. Yeah, great. <laughs> All right, and we're going to mute our mics when you read so you don't hear okay. our slurping. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to read ready. now? Yeah, whenever Are you ready. Let me find it. You're like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> take, take your time. <laughs> take your time. We're oh, here. Yeah. Okay. So I figured I'd just start at chapter one. You know, nothing too risque. Um, but it gives you like the gist of what this story is about, like the essence. Okay. So I figured that's a safe bet. All right. Okay. Great. You guys ready? Yeah. Ready whenever you are. Okay. So Dean, chapter one, three years before collision. The MC patch on my leather cut says I'm a savior. One might think that word implies we're men of God. Some of us are. Some of us are simply trying to atone for sins of our own, buying our way into heaven, if there even is a heaven. I'm haunted by the things I've seen, things that often make me doubt the existence of a God or heaven altogether. Heaven might only be what we manage to find within fleeting moments of happiness, if we're lucky. I had it once, happiness that is, or so I thought at the time. Gave that whole settling down thing a shot when I came back to town and joined my late uncle's MC. I thought I could try to put the darkness behind me, carve some kind of semblance of a normal life out for myself. It wasn't in the cards for me, I suppose. My little piece of heaven quickly turned into hell when she ripped everything away from me. Everything. Happiness often lacks the stamina misery has. It doesn't seem to last very long. It'll slip right through your fingers. But hell? Hell will grab a hold of you. Hell exists. It exists all around us in all different forms. Hell isn't particular about what form it takes either. You could find it anywhere. Within a beautiful home with manicured lawns and a picture-perfect neighborhood. You can find it hiding behind the eyes of the beautiful, dutiful wife living inside it. And you can find it just the same in dark, dank rooms with filthy crimson stained mattresses on cement floors, handcuffs hanging from rusty metal bed frames below tiny barred windows. There are many hells on earth and the devils are among us. They live within the cold hearts of men, men who far too long go unpunished for their crimes against the innocent. Life has taught me that the law doesn't guarantee justice, and that's why I'm here, to pick up some of the slack. Tonight I sit atop my motorcycle in the shadows of a large oak tree overhanging the street. 
The thick branches and foliage block out the glow of the streetlights in this affluent little neighborhood. It's a chilly night for early spring, but I'm wearing my leather jacket, my second skin over my cut. So I'm fine. Even if I wasn't fine, I'm not going anywhere until this job is done. This mission, this little ember of what's left of the dwindling fire inside keeping me alive. I lift the binoculars to my eyes once more. Vipers in the black van parked across the street from the woman's house. I'm back up this time in case the asshole decides to come home early and throw a wrench into the proceedings. It happens. Can't count on things to go smoothly. More times than not, there's an issue. People aren't always predictable, especially women. Especially women under duress, like this one tonight. We've tried to rescue her several times, but each time she's backed out at the last moment. Sadly, that's common. Some never reach their breaking point. For others, it's even worse than that. I've seen it far too often. Axel is a few blocks away, watching for the pricks Mercedes-Benz. He'll shoot me a heads up via text if he spots him. I'll stop him if he does. Pull out in front of him. If he wants to get violent, all the better. I love that shit. I live for it now. My fists are each itching to connect with someone's face. Even better if that face belongs to a woman-beating sack of shit. The sound their noses make when they break is rather soothing also. I enjoy it. Maybe a lot more than I should. But for her sake, I hope the bastard doesn't show. It'll be less stressful on her to escape without his interference. Viper flashes me the brake lights twice. That means he sees her. She's actually coming out this time. I shift my focus back to the driveway, hoping to see her with a bag or two, hurrying to the van. Once inside, Viper will transport her to a safe house. We don't own any yet. We work with organizations that run shelters for domestic abuse victims and their children. Not only do we assist on occasion with helping victims get out, we also provide free security to the safe houses as well. That's why we're called the Saviors MC. We save people, women and children. We also run fundraisers to raise money for the shelters and organizations that work with us to help make this shit happen. But this part of this part and security, we don't advertise to the public. It's kept secret for the victim's safety and privacy. One of our set in stone MC rules. I don't break that one. I barely hear Viper start the van, but it means he sees her coming towards him. That's good. I silently, I silently hope she chooses freedom this time. Some of the women make it to the end of the driveway, hesitate, then run back to the house. She's done this before, and there ain't anything we can do about it. Come on, come on, come on, baby. You deserve better than this life. Go with Viper. You can do this. I see her. She's speed walking with a backpack and a bag hurrying down the driveway. So far, so good. Though I notice she's got an arm in a sling this time. Fucking piece of shit, fiance. I hope she kept the ring so she can hock it. She only hesitates this time to look both ways before she darts across the street to Viper. The side door of the van opens as she approaches and jumps inside. We have her. She's safe now. The door slams and Viper hits the gas. I watch the van speed off. No time to hesitate once we have them. It's for the best. I watch him take the first left and disappear down a neighborhood side street. Fucking aces. Tucking the binoculars back in the saddlebag on my bike. My cell phone chimes. It's Axel with the heads up. Dirtbag just passed him en route to me now. 
Five minutes max. Axel is following him. I was supposed to take off when the van did, but I wait, glancing around the neighboring houses. Doesn't appear that anyone has noticed me here yet. I keep waiting. My cell rings this time. It's Viper. I only answer in case he's encountered a problem with the woman, but I already know why he's calling. He doesn't see me in his mirrors. He's calling to remind me about another MC mission rule. A rule I break whenever I can, every chance I get. Old habits die hard, and like I said, I'm here to pick up the slack where the law falls short of true justice. What are you doing? Viper asks. His tone betrays the fact he already has a solid idea. I clear my throat. We both know what is about to go down. Dean, come on, man. It ain't worth the risk, he pushes. I know he doesn't want to say anything specific in case the woman hears him. The law let him walk. I won't. He broke her arm. For that, I'll break both his legs. Fuck. Viper hangs up on me. I slip the cell phone back in my pocket and wait some more. Shitbags Benz blows by me and turns into the driveway a few houses up where we snatched the woman and speared her away to safety only minutes ago. A moment later, Axel's bike pulls up alongside me. He shuts it down and looks at me, but I stare straight ahead towards the house up the street. Dean, man, we gotta go, he pushes. Protocol, remember? You told me it's always important to stick to the plan. I glance over, over at him. Axel is a good kid. Just started prospecting for us. He's looking at me through his black helmet with worry in his young blue eyes. Can't help but smile back at him. He gives a shit about me, looks up to me. I actually saved him myself a few years ago, him and his mother, same fucked up situation. I was stationed at their safe house for a while too, got to know him. He took a liking to me, to the bikes, to the cause, joined up with us as soon as he was old enough to get his own bike. Now he does these missions with us as a lookout for the time being. He's got a few years before we can patch him in as a full member of the MC. I vouched for him when I still had pull within our, with our, within our MC before my uncle, the founder, passed away, before I was demoted from sergeant-at-arms to just a patched member. I'm glad I was able to do that for him, though. I'm proud of Axel. If I had a son, I'd want him to be just like Axel. Bro, come on, he urges me. We got her. He can't get her now. She's safe. All right, I sigh. I'm not going to let Axel down. He's one of the few threads that still hold me together. We fire up our Harleys and take off. Tonight, the scumbag narrowly escapes the beating of his life. Back at the twisted throttle, I down a double shot of Jack at the bar, savoring the burn as it slides down my throat, the warmth it creates in the pit of my stomach. One look at Cherry, my vibrantly redheaded barmaid, and she pours me another. I tank that one, too. She looks concerned. I know she is. Cherry is a good girl. She's Axel's babe. But I don't want to hear it tonight. I avert my eyes to the mirror behind the back bar counter, behind the shelves of liquor, staring to my own dark, dead fucking eyes. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I slide the shot glass to Cherry again, across the smooth, polished mahogany wood bar counter. Instead of pouring me another shot, she grabs a glass and opens a can of Coke, pouring it over the crackling ice, then slides it back to me. Come on, Cherry, I mutter. No, Dean, that's enough, she tells me firmly, but I can hear the undertone in her voice. Sadness. Fucking pity. I hate it. Reaching over the bar, I grab the bottle of Jack Daniels myself. She can keep the shot glass and the Coke on the rocks. The bottle is mine now. 
literally, I own the bar, the attached clubhouse, the motorcycle repair shop across the lot. The deeds are all in my name, have been for a few years now. Dean, give it back, Cherry insists, though there's a sympathetic look in her pretty green eyes. I lift the bottle to her and mock salute and take a swig, like an asshole. She looks like she wants to cry. Fuck this. Can't take it. Pushing away from the bar, I get up, taking the bottle with me. I'll drink outside on the wooden bench by myself. I'm shit company anyway these days. Shoving the steel door open and stepping outside, I let it clang shut behind me. Forgot how chilly it was out here tonight. Unusual this time of year. No matter, though. Hopefully I won't feel anything soon. Not the cold. Not the heartache. Nothing. I settle down on the bench just outside the steel door of the roadhouse, against the brick wall, and let my gaze surf the sea of motorcycles, trucks, and a few cars in my lot. My patrons. Why they love this hole in the wall, I don't know, but it pays the bills. Sometimes I'm grateful for it. Tonight, I don't care about anything. The steel door opens and clangs shut again. Viking, my bouncer, MC brother, and friend for years, steps outside his huge body looming over me. He's called Viking because he looks like one, like somebody yanked him out of a historical docuseries about them and gave him a Harley Davidson fat boy and a black leather savior's cut. You never guess he comes from a well-to-do family or that his real name is Gunther Westergaard. He'll break your face, though, if you call him anything other than Viking. He clears his throat, but I don't look up. I know he'll see the same thing. In, I know I'll see the same thing in his eyes. Cherry probably sent him out here anyway. I take a drink instead. Heard the mission went well tonight. Extraction went smoothly, according to Viper. Says the woman is safe and sound, Viking says. I nod. There's that. Viking lowers his hulking form down next to me. Can I get a swig? No. The fuck not, greedy dick. He elbows me in jest with his massive tattooed arm. You won't give it back, then I'll have to fight you for it. We both know how that'll end, he laughs. I'll knock your ass out. Now there's an idea. Promise, I mutter. He sighs. Bro, I get it. You don't. No one does or can. Lucinda is a... Don't fucking say her name, I snap. Don't mean to. It's an instant reflex to the pain. I take a breath and let it out slow, attempting to shove the pain back down. It's not working. I take another swig of Jack. The MC needs you. You gotta stop this shit, Dean. He's growing impatient with me, and not just about tonight. Cherry needs you inside in case somebody gets rowdy, I attempt to deflect. Cherry is on break, crying her eyes out. She asks me to come out here. Viking's tone is noticeably sharper. None of us want our women crying. She's one of ours, Savior's property. It's not as misogynistic as it sounds, just means she's under our protection. Nobody can mess with her. We all look out for our own, but I made her cry. And I feel like shit for it. I do, I swear. I just don't want to feel anything tonight. You have all of us, Dean. We love you, bro. Viking continues to push me. Fuck, no more. I lift the bottle and chug the alcohol into my system now. Viking jumps up and knocks the fucking bottle out of my fist with a hard swat of his giant hand. It shatters on the pavement beside me. I stare at the shards of glass and dark liquid spreading across the shadowed pavement. The fuck, Dean, he shouts at me. You trying to kill yourself? Death by fucking Jack, you asshole. That was alcohol abuse, I mutter, gesturing to the broken bottle on the pavement. I sit back against the bench again and wait for the alcohol to kick in. Didn't eat today. Shouldn't take too long. Maybe I should kick your fucking ass, he shouts again. 
I lift my arm and gesture with my hand for him to bring it on. Promises, promises. Nobody keeps them, especially not Lucinda. Viking grabs me by the lapels of my leather jacket and hauls me to my feet, glaring in my face. He looks like he wants to punch me, so I grin back at him to egg him on, but he just shakes me, frustration etched across his expression. I guess I'm going to have to work for it. You're going to kill yourself if you keep this up, he shouts at me some more. Is that what you want? You want to die over that fucking twat, Lucinda, you fucking asshole? I struggle to get out of his grip. The jack's finally kicking in, figures, now that I might actually want to hit him. Ain't just about fucking Lucinda, I say, or try to say. Maybe it came out coherently, I don't know. Does it even matter anyway? Yeah, I know there's a bigger picture here, Dean. But you gotta move on. Life goes on, bro. Viking urges. You have other people counting on you. You're gonna lose this fucking MC. Do you want that? Lost everything else, I mutter. No, you didn't, Dean. You beat her in court. You keep everything. I shake my head. Lost what mattered most. Maddie wasn't yours. Take solace in. I clock him in the face for saying it. True or not, that shit hurts too much. Ain't enough Jack in this entire fucking bar to numb that pain out. Viking slugs me in the gut and I want to puke. Knocks the fucking wind right out of me with one of his goddamn ham-sized fists. Fucker. Couldn't do me the damn favor and hit me in the fucking head. He holds me up while I'm keeled over, trying to fucking breathe. But I'm not done yet. He promised to knock me out. I'm through with broken promises. Throwing an elbow at him, I catch him sharply in the ribs. Stupid dick, he winces, releasing me as he takes a step back. I stagger to stand straight and square off with him. All I need is one good shot. I don't even care if they leave me in the dark fucking parking lot. Come on, asshole. I raise my fist as if I actually want to fight him. You couldn't kick my ass wasted. I taunt him. But he just folds his massive arms across his barrel of a chest and looks at me stoically. Come on! The sound of heels clicking hurriedly on the pavement towards us from the patio out back down the lot echoes behind Viking. Shit. It's fucking Cherry. She must have heard us shouting. I might still have time. Fight me, asshole, I yell at him again. You really going to do this in front of her? Viking looks at me, his disappointed expression irking the shit out of me. Cherry walks around him and I drop my fists in defeat. Fucking dick, I say to him, as she looks between the two of us back and forth, but her watery eyes land on me. I look away from her and stare at Viking, resenting him for letting me down. This fucking alcohol isn't working fast enough. Fine, I mutter. I'm out of here. Pulling the keys to my motorcycle out of my pocket, I turn and walk towards the shop where I parked her. I'm confident that this will work. I'm almost at my last resort. If this doesn't work, I'm just going to ram my skull into the fucking brick wall of the Twisted Throttle Roadhouse. No, Cherry shrieks, throwing her petite little body against me, grabbing at me to stop my progression towards my motorcycle. You fucking prick, Viking scowls at me. You want to wrap yourself around a tree? Dean, you can't ride like this, Cherry cries. No, I can't. Viking better stop me. I don't look at him, though. I don't want him calling my bluff. I try to get past her gently. I don't want to hurt Cherry. Either Cherries. Great, there are two of her now. Maybe the end is near after all. Cherry, let me have the keys, I say. No, she, sh she shouts at me. I'm getting Axel. Fuck, don't get the kid. I glare at the Vikings. All you had to do was, was either let me fucking drink myself into oblivion or knock me the fuck out. You need to let Cherry go, Dean. Viking sounds pissed again. 
but I'm not going to use Cherry to get my way. So I let her go. I'm sorry, Cherry. I mean it, but I'm sure I still sound like an asshole regardless. The other motorcycles in the lot are spinning now. Fuck yes, it's almost over. For a time, anyway. I grin at Viking as my head reels. Looks like I don't need your fucking assistance after all. I sway on my feet. Going down soon. Would have preferred to have been left the hell alone to pass out on the bench, but whatever. Maybe I can make it back to the bench. Cherry helps me, tucking herself under one of my arms as we head back in the direction of the roadhouse. I wasn't going to ride, I whisper to her, or I think I whisper, as we stagger back towards the bench by the front door of the Twisted Throttle. I'm an asshole, but I wouldn't actually do that. I just wanted him to hit me. She's crying. I'm such a prick. I'm sorry, I say again. Viking grabs the collar of the back of my leather jacket, hauling me back to my feet. I guess I fell. Didn't even notice. Aces. He tosses me at the bench and I land half sitting up, but mostly on my side, before I straighten myself out somewhat and he sits down next to me. I got it, Cherry, he sighs. Don't tell Axel. He doesn't need to come out here and see this. I'm still conscious enough to be relieved by that. I don't want Axel seeing me like this either. I hear the loud burst of noise from inside the bar, laughing and loud talking and rock music when Cherry opens the door to go back inside. Then the loud clang shut and it's quiet again for the moment. I let my head fall back against the back of the bench. You're a fucking prick, Viking mutters. I grumble in agreement. This shit needs to stop, Dean, he says again. Let me pass the fuck out in peace, please, I groan. What's it going to take to bring you back, Viking asks. I don't know the answer to that. There's a woman out there that needs you. I scoff. Nobody needs me. Lucinda even said I was useless. But the nagging thought of his last words haunt what remains of my consciousness as Jack pulls me into the dark oblivion I seek. That's chapter one. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That was great. I'm out of drink. I I know. Okay, I have two comments. Okay. Uh, First, I love the description of Viking. (laughs) That was hilarious. Um, and he's, he's two, a funny guy. I love, I love how it's through a perspective of a drunk person because I've been there. It's right. like I thought I was whispering, <laughs> I thought I was speaking so eloquently, and out comes like me yelling, going down, nah, yeah, you know, like so. So, uh, I, I liked that perspective because in my head, I think I'm all right, <laughs> relatable, <laughs> relatable, exactly. Oh. exactly. That was good. I could picture it. Like it was like I was there. Yay. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. I tried. <laughs> and now I'm like half drunk. So <laughs> yeah, I figured those might be good words. Got a few minutes. I'll be like <laughs> seeing you. She's like, I'm tired if I start on. asking the same question multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> Because I did that on an episode once when I got really drunk. Um, just tell me to stop. It's okay. I'm not going to take it personal. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so, how long does it usually take you to finish a novel? Oh, God. Um, I've been working on Savior probably on and off for, up until I published it, about three years. Um, book two... I was moving along really quickly writing that one, but then my husband was in a really bad um, accident. He uh, slammed head on with a pickup truck and the truck crushed him. So we spent about three years, three years, three months in the ICU. And then he had to go to a rehabilitation center. So that threw me off like completely. I couldn't write. Which is normal, yeah. by the way. Yeah, you, would, you would be shocked how many people were still like, so when's the book coming out? I'm like, uh, I am not. I cannot even write. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, that's oh uh, unfortunate. So I would say lives. Like, the way I write, at least a year, but it takes about a year. That's a good pace, I think. Is that for the first draft, or is that all the way through editing? Um... Maybe like a year and a half if we're going to count, like start to absolute finish, finish as in publish, probably a year and a half. Hmm. Nice. That's, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, did you, see, did you see how thick it is? It's 666 pages. That's, Ooh, that's, that's crazy. A good yeah, it's, it's a thick one. <laughs> we like them thick, so that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I like them thick too. Yeah. And long, thick and long. Yes. We like 
So what kind of research did you do before writing this series? Um, I had to do a lot into like the rules of MC, um, some law enforcement stuff. Uh, I mean, I do personal research in my own life as far as like witchcraft and practices of that sort goes. Cause I mean, that's like my actual real life daily thing. Yeah. Um, some law stuff, castle doctrine in the state of North Carolina, things like that. Yeah. Um, can you like define what MC is for, you know, the people that don't know? Um, <laughs> MC is where the story is based around a motorcycle club. Where you have that like that That's brotherhood connection? Yeah, it's motorcycle club. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, no. See, I was like, I was like, I knew it was motorcycle something, yeah. but I didn't want to seem weird. So I wasn't gonna ask, but club, yeah, just a it could club. just be motorcycle because you can't say gang or anything, so it's a club. Yeah, motorcycle yeah. club. Motorcycle club. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a motorcycle <laughs> club. Okay, okay. Good to know. Oh, that that is, is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, people use MC for main character also. So I can yeah. see where it gets like confusing when you have like the whole list of like terminology there. Yeah. But yeah. And and like FMC is female main character, right? And yeah. then MMC is like male main character. So like, yeah, it can yeah. be confusing. Yeah, totally. I, I get it. Wait till female motorcycle clubs start coming out. <laughs> then it'll get even more confusing. <laughs> I actually we'll have no one in my on. third book. The one I'm writing now, there's a female MC in it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. When... How, like, how did it come that you got like published? Like, you said you were writing your whole life. What kind of triggered that? Like, no, now I'm publishing a book. I just decided to go for it. Um, I can't have kids for like you know whatever fucking reasons the universe doesn't want me to procreate. Um, but I wanted to make something that I could leave behind. So I was like, just publish something. So I did, and I'm a big fan of the MC genre. But what I found in reading, they're really fun, but they're not very deep. Most of the MC romances I've read, you could read like in less than a day. I wanted to write something where you would be immersed for a much longer period of time with lots of different threads to follow as opposed to where it just, it's, I mean, it's very focused on the relationship with Dean and Vanna, but there are motorcycle club politics involved in the book. You know, I developed both, ca both main characters very thoroughly. That. I just found the, the genre to be lacking in a little bit of depth. You put your I wanted own to make it deeper. Yeah, you put your own little, <laughs> this is what you want to read in a book. So exactly. That's what you get into it, right? So that's yeah. yeah. And that's like, that's a really good piece piece of advice for people who want to write write what you want to write because there's no pleasing everybody so why not just focus on you i mean you're the one putting in the work that's great advice yeah i think so <laughs> <laughs> um what is the hardest thing about being an author marketing marketing yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you have to sell yourself, right? And like I, I get it. Yeah. And, it's I, mean, hard. I don't mean like prostitution wise, but kind of like a little bit like well, prostitution wise. Whatever it works, right? Like <laughs> yeah. it's tough. Especially when you're like an introvert. 
you know, yes, it's, yeah. it's very difficult. Yeah. So hundred percent. Do marketing. you find that like, has there, is there anything that like you, you've done that like has helped in the marketing department, a social media you use the most or anything? You know, it's, it's like throwing darts in the dark. You just hoping to hit, <laughs> you know, like I, I haven't found anything to like really, really work. So man, I'm just winging it. I don't have any, any advice. Just consistently keep posting and keep your fingers crossed. And <laughs> yeah. Maybe like, one day. One day. One, that's exactly what we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh. You're just you throw shit at the wall and just hope it exactly. sticks. Hope something sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Fake it till you make it. These are all our, of our bodies. That's right. Are, are <laughs> any characters based off people you know? Yes. Um, Viking, who is the funny that's guy. Favorite. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves know, Viking. Right? Viking is a huge so fan favorite. And his book will be book four. So I will be doing Viking story. Um, when I was 15, my family and I went on this vacation to a dude ranch. And this group of bikers showed up. And at this dude ranch, when, you know, supper time came, it was like a communal communal thing where you sat with other families at these long tables or whatever. But they expected you to come dressed, not fancy, but, you know, appropriate. Like church attire. <laughs> yeah, semi there yeah. you go. That's the word. Good job. Um, <laughs> And they came in, you know, wearing their cuts, and they were a very well-known MC, like international, probably the most well-known biker club. Does it start with an H? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> that narrows so these down. guys come in, like these big, huge guys, and this little manager guy comes walking up to them and stops them and says, look, I know you guys just got here. We'll let it slide tonight. But when you come to dinner tomorrow night, I expect you to be dressed appropriately. I was like, the ball's on this dude, <laughs> right? So the next day, these this the, the lead biker, the this guy was massive and not like muscle massive, just like massive. He comes in wearing no shirt, hitties <laughs> out with a black leather vest and get this, a bow tie. <laughs> oh my god i was that's like so, that man say, is my so hero funny. i will remember him forever so <laughs> that that essence of that man is who i base viking off of even though viking is like physically more attractive looks like i mean his model is kevin creekman that's who the cover model is going to be for for viking well, yeah, I mean, it's the movie version. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah, like, totally. <laughs> like, who would play you in a movie? It's always someone that kind of resembles you, but attractive. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. like you're the wish version of that person. Exactly. Yeah, yeah of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But, yeah. And then my old boss, because I used to actually work in a metaphysical shop teaching Reiki classes and beginner witchcraft. Um, my boss, Laura, I put her in the book too. She passed away, um, probably right when I started writing the book. <clears throat> so I wanted to do something to like immortalize her in a way. Mm. So her character in my book is very heavily inspired by my friend, Laura. Well, I'm so sorry about your friend, but that's, that's a great, like, that's, that's an amazing way to like 
pay tribute. Yeah. Yes. I, I think she would like. Yeah. It. I think she would get a kick out of it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, for your novels, do you have like arc teams? Um, I've never done an arc team. I've never had beta readers. I edit myself. I do the covers myself. Wow. Yeah. You're a one-man <laughs> band. I do. I design all my merch. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's amazing. No, that, that's perfect. So, like, you're multi-talented. I try. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really good. Um, what, do are are you a a what, pantser, pantser or, plotter? or a plotter? Um, I like to plot out all of the the very main points I want to hit in the book, but then you know. As you're writing a book, the characters do become almost alive to a point where you sometimes can't make them do something in the plan, and then they just fuck it all up, and you got you're <laughs> like you become a pantser in the mists of you know your psychosis that you're putting on the page. You're a plantser. <laughs> there you go. That works. Yes, I accept that. <laughs> Yeah, we we've like we've heard it from both sides, like because we've had like uh, I think this is like our twentieth episode, so like we've had it where some people are like, no, I plot every little detail, and then we get somewhere it's like I I can't plot. Every time I try to plot, it just never ends up that way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I always love to ask that question yeah. because every author has like their own kind of method to their madness. Yeah, like, it's definitely <laughs> madness. Also likes learning new things about books, like. Like the book world? Oh yeah, the, I just learned MC. Yeah. MC is for club. <laughs> yeah, so, so when she learns something new, she like loves it. She just like always asks about it. So when she learned about Panzer and Plotter, like she was like, oh, I just learned this today. I need to ask this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. When I she ask excited. everyone. It's <laughs> awesome. It's become like a thing. <laughs> what do you think is harder? Uh, character development or world building? Um, probably world building. My characters come to me pretty, like, vividly. Like, I go, like, real in-depth with my character building. Um, so... We could tell. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, so probably, probably the whole, the world building. And I guess it would depend on what, like, if it's first person, third person, like, how you're telling the story. I yeah. would imagine that would influence, you know... So you just way. mentioned first person, third person. How do you prefer to write first or third? Um, I think first is easier because you can really, really get in to like that headspace of the characters and really put yourself in the situations that, that you're in. So when I write, I like to make you go through what they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you process. read the reviews on my book, you'll see so many people saying like how like frustrated they were, but that they fucking loved it. <laughs> I mean, the way I write, you feel like you're there. But no, that's what I just yeah, said. Like, like when we were when you were uh, done reading, I was like, I literally pictured myself in those scenes. That's awesome. 
Well, that's why I was saying earlier about the drunk, like the, <laughs> the perspective of like the drunk person. Because in your mind, you're like, I'm trying to whisper, but that's not what might be portrayed. But we are only seeing, yeah. like, we're seeing from that person, right? So we're seeing like what. Like, that's why I said I relate. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, my narrators, because like, it's also that. available on Audible, did a much better job than I did. So if you guys are into audiobooks, <laughs> like that's the way to go. <laughs> that's so awesome Did, how was how how was it like finding narrators and getting like an audiobook out for you because uh, a few of the authors haven't had audiobooks yet so i don't really um know. i originally wasn't going to hey, take a take a sip of water because my throat's drying up on me <laughs> no. no go for it we've been <laughs> drinking already <laughs> um they say that you should when you once you publish your book you should go over to acx and claim your book so nobody else can because then they could produce an audio book and steal all your income. Like, it's just a hot mess to try to get Amazon to correct that situation. So for any new authors, even if you have no intention of creating an audiobook, sign into ACX, which is, you know, connected to Amazon, and claim your shit. Because somebody else will. And then it's a nightmare. Anyway, so that's what I went to do. And then I was just like, you know, how much could this really be? Because some of them will take royalty share where it costs you nothing up front. And some start as low as $50 per finished hour. And, you know, it goes up to, you know, pretty high for like the very well-known narrators. Um, I all along heard the voices in my head of my characters. So it took me, and I'm very, very picky and specific. <laughs> um, so I waited until I found Dean and Bana. And it, it probably took about 46, maybe 50 um, auditions from different narrators until I found the two. Well, I found the one. I found Vana. But what I really wanted was a modified duet. So a male always reading Dean's part, no matter whose perspective it was in. And a female always reading Vana's part, no matter whose perspective it was in. I felt like that would um really portray the character's connection and obsession with each other for them to not even mimic the other character's voice that it would always be Paige Reisenfeld voicing Vanna and PJ Freeborn voicing Dean no matter whose perspective um rewinding I found Paige first and I <laughs> asked her if she had a male she could record with, because this is this was my vision, the Saviano method that I wanted <laughs> for my book. And I invented that, by the way. Nobody did this before me. Um, <clears throat> and she was just like, I do have a guy. I'll have him audition, and if you like him, you know, we'll move from there. So I kept my fingers crossed that I would like this guy that she works with. And he sent over his audition. And it was a freaky experience because his voice was Dean that I had in my head the entire time I was oh, writing. Wow. This is for... such a fate moment. Oh, yeah. And oh, my gosh, the signs like she got out of her car to go to work one day and the name Dean was carved into the cement right at her as she stepped out of the car. There are characters in the book that are like names from members of their family. Like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Dean is a Scorpio. Like the way Dean is described in the book is Paige's brother, like to a T it's, it's just the freakiest shit. So That's there were so amazing. many signs that we, the three of us were meant to come together and create this. 
it was just it's just awesome i wouldn't work with anybody else they're they're the perfect narrators for now i have to hear this audio book it's so hyped up now (laughs) (laughs) it's really good now it's long it's 666 pages and 35 hours on audio so if you're if you're not into a long book where you know you might want to pass (laughs) (laughs) just being honest (laughs) i don't like tricking people into reading shit so No, I find like the more in a book, the better. Uh, I just like my books meaty. Like I love a lot of detail in my books. That's uh, awesome. So I books that are like 25, 40 hours audio is perfect for me. I, read That's them. Awesome. I, I don't like audio. So I would read a thousand page books. Right. No problem. Never second guess it. It's Yeah. I just like the length of time it takes to read a book because I hate ending books because right. then I feel sad. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but and it's like then I'm like, do I? What book am I gonna start right. next? You know, well, like, and it's just like it's just sad. It's a sad experience to finish. Yeah, a, a good book is never too long. You know, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, Mo- true. More words, the better. Uh, See, I don't see how more good words. Yeah, better. good. Yeah, because some yeah. people just throw shit in there. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 So, like, coherent shit is the best. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not a huge fan of novellas because they're so short, and I'm like, what was the point? Like, yeah, I didn't get to know anybody. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, unless <laughs> it's like a quick, off. scary story where, like, we really don't need to know. Like, if it's just like something spooky, like I could read short, like stuff like, like that. Books? But like, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I miss those. I still read. Them. <laughs> I just find like novellas, like Hallmark movies. Like, right. like they're just like puff pieces like they're great when you're like a beach read or something but when you want to like really pay attention yeah you want to feel okay. something okay. yeah in defense of Hallmark <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of depth there yeah Sometimes there can be you end up getting married at your cousin's wedding because the cousin's wedding didn't go off because her fiance cheated on her with an old maid and the maid was pregnant and um, Joey Fatone is there. <laughs> Sometimes that happens and that's a lot of doubt. Okay. 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 Sorry. It's we'll a <laughs> It's a Christmas wedding planner. I watch it every year. <laughs> this movie was this. It's on Netflix. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sometimes there's depth. Okay. <laughs> don't Nonsense. don't clump novellas with Hallmark. Movies, All right. I'm okay? sorry. It's novella, then okay. Hallmark. Right. Movie, okay. I think we offended Jessica. My bad. My bad. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. This is sincerest apologies. Truly. <laughs> we apologize to you and your love for your Hallmark movies. We're sorry. Yeah. We're sorry. <laughs> Were there any like scenes too hard to write for this, or was it like? Like you were writing a scene, you just had to like stop for a second, few days, and then get back to it, or just um, cut it all together. The scenes where uh, more of the abuse was described were a little hard to to write. Um, the biggest challenge in book one was I wanted the bad guy to have a death that has never been done before. So to think that up took a lot of time 
every time I had an idea, I would research it to see if I could find it anywhere and and any kind of platform. Um, and I never did. So I feel like I may have accomplished that in book one. Um, so far, everybody has said like, yeah, I've never seen that before. So now I want to see your Google search history because oh, I'm on list. <laughs> I'm on list. <laughs> yes, especially with book two and three that I've written. Yeah, there I am on lists for sure. 100%. You can't even fly now. Just don't even even bother walking into an airport. They're like, no, no, you're not getting here. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm like a homebody introvert because yeah. I'm not going nowhere. That's even more of a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to themselves, not social. <laughs> Unsociable, yeah. Like stays home a lot. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> list. On <laughs> <laughs> all the lists, you need them. I'm on them. Probably. Um. So besides, like. Yeah, uh, you you write like MC and things like that. Uh, is there any other genres you would like to write for? Um, yeah. Uh, bef- shit. Before I started Savior, I abandoned uh, a book I was working on that I-, I will probably go back to. It was a mafia romance set during like Prohibition era, which is like my favorite like era of mafia. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of people, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the style, you know, like yeah. I just love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So probably a mafia romance. I don't know if that'll be a standalone or a series. Um, I'll probably try my hand at paranormal, and I'm also working right now on a shorter novella, but it's connected to the Saviors MC universe. Um, mm-hmm. that's more of like a psychological thriller, but that is two girls telling the story. But I'm hoping to keep that one at like maybe 50,000 words, 60,000 words. So it'll be, it's basically just what they're doing. And uh, (laughs) yeah, it's going to be a little psychological thriller. Have you ever met um, another author, like a famous author? An author? No, I don't think so. But I met Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That was fun. (laughs) That's pretty pretty cool. cool. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, no authors. I don't think so. But I'm you going have? to simple signing, so I'll be meeting a bunch there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have um, Walking Dead Volume One signed by like like eight of the actors now, but I do not have him yet. He's so, so nice. Oh, he was such a okay. Sweetheart. Good, good. He'll sign. Oh, my he will sign then. anything, okay, he, and he will hug the sh- he will hug the shit out of you. He's a big hugger. <sighs> awesome. Good, yeah. good. He seems he's very daddy. So daddy. <laughs> so daddy. Negan is daddy. I love Negan. Yeah. So uh so yeah. So okay. Good good to know. Because I yeah. do have a few more I need. <laughs> yeah, he's super dead. sweet. You'll love him. Perfect. Um, so I'm out of questions. Sure. Okay. I don't know if you do have any more questions. Um, who is your favorite author? Probably well, my favorite book is Phantom by Susan K. I'm pretty sure she's only written, well, I don't know how many she's written, but the only two books I know of hers that she's published under that name. I don't know if she has, you know, other other names that she publishes under. I haven't found anything. 
but um, I would have to say her. And I really enjoyed Motorcycle Man by Kristen Christy Ashley. Is that her name? Oh, I don't know. Christy <laughs> Ashley. She wrote Motorcycle Man. I just learned about motorcycles. Hey, that's right. Hey, I don't know about the whole thing. It's a huge <laughs> I genre. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Out of question. So, Sonia, if you have anything. My question is, besides uh, for the YouTube people, we have like a nice little website going over on the screen. Uh, are there any other social medias we can find you at? Where to find all your books? Sure. I am on Amazon and Audible. Um, Savior 1 and 2 are in Kindle Unlimited. I am probably not going to put any more in Kindle Unlimited because of the piracy issue and that fact that Amazon does nothing to protect authors at all. Um, I am on TikTok at Jennifer Saviano underscore author. I am on Instagram at the save at the underscore saviors underscore MC. And I think my Facebook is the Saviors MC book series. When I try to be active on Facebook, but I'm like constantly in Facebook jail. I'm I'm like a hardcore Facebook <laughs> felon. Always. Yeah, I am I am a Facebook felon. <laughs> I can't even pay them to like boost posts. They don't even want my money. So it's like no. <laughs> yeah. We no, denied dirty, forever. Dirty. So. <laughs> sit with us. We don't like you. Yeah. Mm -mm. So yeah, that's where I be. And I have a website, jennifersaviano.net, where all of my trigger warnings are listed. So definitely check those. That's perfect. Which is yeah. scrolling perfect. down at the bottom of this video right now. Yeah, oh, sweet. And will be at the bottom in the description below. Easily clickable. Cool. So yeah. 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 Well, thank Wait. you so much. Thank you for having me. This was fun. <laughs> thank you. I'm so glad much I got you wasted. That yeah. was a trip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm done my drinks. So. I know. I've said it like for a while. I didn't have anything to sip. Well, afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> When Vikings, the uh, the Vikings version, the fourth book right. possibly comes out, definitely hit us up again to come back okay. on because I'm very interested in hearing a chapter from <laughs> Vikings perspective. Cool. <laughs> so, I'll yeah. do that. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> cool. So anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, for our listeners out there, we will be taking about a two-month hiatus and then we will be coming back with Books and Booze. So just check all of our socials uh, to hear up on that. And then, uh, yeah, we'll bring you guys some more indie authors that we, we get to meet and interrogate. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. And unedited episodes Saturday on YouTube. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. See you next week. Don't forget your drinks. And your opinions.